live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Michael Wait, Lawson. wait, 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 wait. What? Why don't you start? You say, hey, Mike, and I'll say, hey, Joey. Do I get to do the intro? Yeah, do it. Okay. Um. All right, here we go. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Uh, that's Mike, and I'm Joe. Uh, I live in the. Uh, I'm so, I want to say that I live in the San Francisco Bay. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, that's Mike. I'm Joe. I live in Los Angeles. Mike lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. We've been friends for over ten years, and each week we call one another and catch up. Hi, Mike. <laughs> that was good. Good job, Joe. Thank you. Sounds like you were actually listening. Um, in the past. How are you? How is everything? I am doing great. I had a great night's sleep last night, and I am raring to go. And I also like it. We're, we're recording in the morning, and I like when we record in the morning. Cause my I ener- have more energy. Yeah, my batteries are charged. Yeah. I've started using this Sleep Cycle app. Are you familiar with it on the no. iPhone? No. It's, a, it's an app that you turn on, and you have to leave your phone on your bed, and it measures your movement in the night. So it will figure out um, – it gives you like a percentage of sleep. So it rates your sleep like, oh, you moved a lot last night. So your sleep was only 30% versus a, a normal night of like 85% or something like that. Oh, if you move, that's not good? Yeah, well, because you're awake. So even if you're not like fully awake, you're you're awake. So you when you're in deep sleep, you like don't move at all. Oh, and then it also has an alarm feature, so it tries to figure out when you are close, when you're out of a sleep cycle. So if I tell it I have to wake up at 6 o'clock, then it will wake me up somewhere between 5.45 and 6 o'clock based on my sleep cycle. I don't. Here's the problem, though, with me. I don't use alarms. I'll tell you why. Because if I have an alarm, I actually have no problem sleeping. But if I have an alarm, I can't sleep because I'm so anticipating the alarm going off even if it's 10 hours before i'm like oh the alarm's gonna go off the alarm's gonna go to wake me up and the alarm's gonna wake me up and then i can't i can't sleep yeah so it's better for me not to have an alarm sounds like something your mom would do so you are your mother's child awesome you know what you're right i am (laughs) i've been speaking of sleep cycle and stuff i've been using all these gadgets lately especially this past week so i've picked up my fitbit again we talked about I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but you and I did talk about me using my Fitbit again. Um, I also got this Pebble smartwatch. Are you familiar with these? No. What is that? You don't know anything. You're like no, my well, no, my brother gave me a Fitbit. So I have a story about oh, that. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, the Pebble smartwatch, basically, um, you could see all the notifications from your iPhone on your watch. So like when I get an email or a text, it pops up on my watch. So I don't have to pull my phone out if it's like... I don't know. Amazon.com uh, sale starts oh, today because you're like, oh, I got an email. And you then know it's what junk. the worst is actually is now I don't know how your local paper is, but the L.A. Times, mm-hmm. they will send a goddamn breaking news alert if like Justin Bieber wins a Grammy nomination. 
Yeah. Like, no, that's not a break. That's not breaking news. That's not breaking news. The ones that really bother me for breaking news is the sports. Oh like, yes. Oh my God, Team A one. That's not. That's nothing. It's going to be Team A or Team B. We know that. And not only like, that, it's not breaking news. And not only that, if you're into sports, like let's say for instance you're really invested in this game, it's not like you forgot. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know. Like you're on yeah. it. You know. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, but. Uh, so I'm using the Pebble, and I also have, like, all these iPhone accessories now. I got, like, a tripod because I've started making a bunch of these stop animation things that I've been putting on, on the Internet. So I'm all accessoried out. Do you use that uh, – what was that? Is it the Gorilla Pod or what mm-hmm. was... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I have. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I used to have one of those. Um, and then I also started standing at work. Um, I have a standing desk at, at the office now. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, the, my first thought was I neither stand nor work. So, <laughs> so. True. So maybe your perspective is. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, this is you stand <laughs> and you work, huh? Interesting. <laughs> but they say the sitting is the new smoking. So. Yeah. Well, I'm smoking and sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so I do both. Yeah. I've actually been sort of thinking about taking up these e-cigs. Ooh. Yeah, but I would You never, don't smoke that much. I, I don't smoke at all. But um I used to smoke, but I stopped smoking years ago. But um I I I would only use them in private. Wait, you want an e-cigarette? Like you're going to start smoking? Well, I'm going to get this you can get zero nicotine. Why do you want to do that? I think that I like the the way it smells. But I would only do it in private. I would never never ever ever do it in public. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I may never do it. What's up with you? What's going on in your life? Oh, uh, well, okay. So it was Jose's birthday last Sunday, but through an annoying set of circumstances, like as I was driving to his house, we had to cancel. Okay. So I made it up to him and I took him to lunch on Friday. Okay. And he's always wanted to go to this place in Los Angeles, and I have too, called Langer's Deli. Okay, Mm -hmm. and they're known for their pastrami. Uh, Pulitzer Prize winning food columnist (laughs) Jonathan Gold says that the Langer's pastrami. I thought you were saying that the pastrami was a Pulitzer Prize winning sandwich. It's a a Pulitzer Prize winning pastrami sandwich, and Jonathan Gold, Pulitzer Prize winning food author, says it's the best pastrami in the country. Right, so he wanted to try it. So I was like, okay, I'll take you there for lunch for your birthday. He's all – he keeps pushing it back to one thirty. So I finally, I get there at one thirty. He's 10 minutes late. Okay. And let me tell you, Langer's is – because it's been there for like 100 years – is in the grossest part of Los Angeles I've ever seen. It's in – it's near MacArthur Park, which I need to put a word out there. If we have any hipster listeners in Los Angeles, please start gentrifying MacArthur Park because MacArthur Park is like – has a lot of beautiful architecture and old buildings. And the park is beautiful, but it's disgusting. It is the most disgusting place I've ever been to. Like people think, I think people think East LA looks like MacArthur Park. It doesn't. East LA just looks like a place where a bunch of old Mexicans live. No, MacArthur Park is gross. It's disgusting. It's vile. There's smells you never want to smell ever when you're going to go eat pastrami. It's horrible. Okay. Okay. So Jose shows up finally 10 minutes late. We go inside. Langers is old timey. We sit down. We order. Um, uh, we split a pastrami. Uh, you know, it's one of those old tool- school delis, so the pastrami's are gigantic. 
you know? So we split a, a, a pastrami sandwich. And then did you see on Facebook I posted a picture of the pastrami chili fries? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that sounds good, though. Oh, you got to see the picture. It's on Facebook. Um, these pastrami chili cheese fries, we, we split those, too. And it was an amazing lunch. But the reason I'm telling you about this is afterwards. Holy shit, the fries look good. Yeah. So let me tell you this. So one of the things I had to cancel to have lunch with Jose was my weekly uh, bike ride with Mercedes. Okay. For health. And sorry, Mercedes, I can't go on a weekly bike ride. I have to go have a pastrami chili cheese yeah. fries. <laughs> I was going to say this, these <laughs> fries I'm looking at are the perfect reason to cancel your healthy bike ride. Exactly. Yikes. So anyway, so I think, like, you know what? When you take a walk, we do some research on the phone and I find that there's a place that LA weekly says has the most amazing, um, Mexican drink you've never heard of. And it's about a mile away. So okay. like, you know what? We'll walk there and we'll come back to my car and it'll be great. You know, that'll be a, a two mile walk and I'll make up for it. First of all, it was all uphill. <laughs> like I was dying and Jose's like, girl, you got to step up. You got to get better. You got to come on. What's wrong with you? I go, like, um, Jose, try, see that woman, that little baby, put them on your back and carry them with you up this hill. That's what it's like to be me. Okay. Uh-huh. So we go there in the most of the most disgusting neighborhood ever. We'll come back to this. After about a mile, almost a mile, point eight of a mile, point, you know, 80% of a mile, we get to this place. It's the smallest little taqueria. Jose orders the drinks. I can't speak Spanish, but he's helped by this guy who's kind of the stocky guy. And he keeps staring at us, right? Staring at us, like full on staring at us. And then he brings us the drinks and it's super awkward. And then like he's kind of behind like the soda fountains, but he's like staring at us. And Jose's like, this guy's creeping me out. He's staring at us. And then he goes, and I noticed that when he gave us the drinks, he had a La Muerta tattoo, which I'm like, what is that? He goes, that is the official tattoo of MS-13, the most dangerous gang ever. And I was like, oh, my God. And so he goes, let's get out of here. This guy's creeping me out. So I pay and we get out. Okay. We're walking back. And he goes like, yeah, I think that guy thought we were UCs. I'm like, what are UCs? Like undercover cops. Um, <laughs> I'm a gigantic fat man and he's a 20 year old. What <laughs> undercover cops are these? The worst. He goes, yeah, because we were two Latin guys who didn't speak, who were speaking in English. By the way, also, the place is directly across the street from police station. <laughs> like, literally across the street from the Rampart police station. Okay? And so we're walking back. And I, and I, I, wait, I go, wait a minute. The guy probably just recognized you from the movie you were in. Yeah. He's like, no. He thinks I'm an undercover cop. And he was threatened. He was probably calling his buddies to come take care of us. What? <laughs> and I was like, what? Then, wait. On the way, oh, did you have a question? No, well, if you felt like he was creeping, why didn't he, like, I don't know, did he look mean, like he was going to do something bad? No, he just kept staring at us. That's why okay. I think he just recognized him from the movie. Okay. Oh, by the way, this drink, it's called Tepache. Uh-huh. If anyone ever offers it to you, never drink it. It's horrible. This LA Weekly should be ashamed of themselves for recommending it. <laughs> It tasted like. Why do you say horrible? <laughs> Sorry, it's horrible. Okay. Uh huh. 
it's to make my brother laugh actually um it's horrible it's uh this fermented pineapple drink and here's the worst part about it 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 tricks you the first you drink it and the first flavor you taste is like this wonderful tropical pineapple juice tasting oh that's delicious and then right as the second you realize it's delicious you're hit with this horrible like if pine salt and urine were mixed together Ew. like aftertaste it was gross why did jose and i drink the whole thing <laughs> the whole way back we're like this is horrible and we kept drinking it uh-huh so anyway on the way back like you said this is a terrible neighborhood okay terrible 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 <laughs> it's a terrible neighborhood uh-huh. okay let me tell you this jose in his big fucking mouth is commenting on everything that's going on and like literally like hey look at those black guys smoking crack mm-hmm and they were literally, I would look and they were smoking crack. I'm like, they're going to kill us? Like, he wanted to leave because this guy from MS-13 looked at him. And meanwhile, right. he's like, hey, look, these guys are smoking weed openly in front of this uh, thing. I don't know what it was, right? And uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, please. Because like, they're going to beat my ass up. They're not going to beat him up. Right. He can run. Yeah. Yeah, he can run. I'm just going <laughs> to waddle 10 feet and they're just going <laughs> to jump on me and beat me. <laughs> so that was my amazing birthday lunch with Jose. What's going on with you? Well, not too much. I just bought a a bike at the flea market. I think last week I was talking about my bike got stolen. Remember? Oh yeah. So why I do I flea- feel you could find a bunch of them on Craigslist? Well, you can, but you, you buy your bike them. stolen. Right. <laughs> well, I feel there's a bunch of videos where that happens, where people yeah. find their bike for sale on Craigslist. Well, friend of the show, Christina, up here in San Jose, her husband had his bike stolen, and then he found his bike on Craigslist and arranged a meetup to meet the guy. And they were, like, going to call the cops and everything, but they believed that the person bought the bike on Craigslist, did a little bit of fixing, and then was reselling it. So they didn't buy it from the person that stole it. They Wait, think. also, Christina's husband is a big guy. Oh, like, yeah. If he showed up, he's like, you stole my bike, motherfucker. I'd be like, um, no, I didn't. Here. And then, like, <laughs> immediately, like, taking a bike and run away. So the guy that I bought it from, he's at the flea market every Saturday. He usually has a dozen bikes or so. And he has, like, a legitimate business, I guess. Like, like he has a, he's at the uh, flea market, Mike. But he has, like, uh, he just have, on Saturdays, he's at the flea market. He has an actual place where he fixes bikes. And he gave me a legitimate receipt and Wait, um, what's a legitimate receipt? Like it had his address <laughs> on it and his phone number and stuff. Okay. So and I said to him, I said, How do you know that this bike isn't stolen? Like where are you getting them all from? And he's like, Well, I get them all from Craigslist and I save all the seller info and the place that we meet and all of that. And I was like, That doesn't mean they're not stolen. And he's like, I I know that, but um, just keep the receipt on you. If anyone ever comes up to you and says that the bike is stolen, you file a police uh, report. So now you got now you're carrying paperwork, a receipt, yeah. And he said, um, fi- file a police report, and then I will give the police all the information of the person I bought it from. But here's my question to you: like, if somebody came up to me in the street, by the way, I bought the really cute Schwinn, the but Traveler. It's from like the late 80s it's like an old bike that's going to be a really good commuter um it's kind of all fixed up uh and i got it for pretty cheap and then my question is if i'm driving on the street riding on the street and somebody comes up to me and is like that's my bike what do you do do you give it to well, them Well, i happen to know because um a friend of mine 
this is a true story. We went, he had his bike stolen. Okay. And we went to this place in Los Angeles to, of course, where would I go with people to taco trucks? And, um, we were walking back and we walked by this office building and he saw his bike and he had mm-hmm. a very unique bike. This bike is very unique too. Yeah. And so he, but he, this, this friend of mine actually really, really knows bikes, like knows them really, really well. And he happened to know that like on a certain place on the bike, there's a, a unique serial number. Okay. So he went and looked and it was the serial number from his bike. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he actually, he didn't do anything right in front of me, but I don't know what he landed up doing about that. Sure. And like if somebody came up to me and it's their bike, I want, I don't want to be riding around on their stolen bike, but. Anybody could come up to you and say that's your their bike too. Please, people of the Bay Area, if you see Mike Lawson riding around, please just go up to him and say it's your bike, and just keep taking it from him. <laughs> and uh, free what, bike. What else happened to you? Anything? Okay, so you remember last week I was really really vague about this event I had to go to. Yeah, because it wasn't publicly announced. It, not only that, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to get in. Okay, so I don't think maybe you can tell me. I don't think we've talked on the show about how my friend Chris is a film director. Have we? No, I don't think so. Okay, so he's a film director and he directed um, a film called American Pie. And so uh, Jason Reitman, the director, does this monthly series at LACMA. That's very, very popular. It's sold out. It's sold out for the year already. You know, they don't even know what the other movies are. Um, Where they do this thing called Live Read where they'll take famous movies and they'll cast it. They'll recast it and have other famous people read these parts. So this month they did American Pie and they asked Chris and Paul, uh, Chris and his brother Paul directed American Pie. They asked Chris and Paul to direct this live read so uh this story is not about the live read the st- what the story is about is i went to the live read um i got i was li- literally chris only had a limited number of tickets and i got in okay and uh the people in the live read were like anna kendrick you know her uh she played stifler um topher grace was there he played a couple of, it, oh they did something very interesting they swapped the genders so all the women actresses played the men, and mm-hmm. all the men played the women. So Topher Grace played um, Mina Savari's character, and Michael Sheen, the actor. Do you know him? Um, I don't think so, no. I think you do. You just don't know his name. He was in The Queen. He was on 30 Rock. He played Wesley Snipes. He's in the show Masters of Sex. He's in the Twilight movies. He's in a, a, a bunch of things, right? He played um, the foreign exchange student, Nadia, and he played Stifler's mom. Okay. And then Sharon Stone played uh, Jim's dad. Okay. Cool. Eugene Levy's part. The reason, again, the reason I bring it up is Chris and Mercedes had um, house guests with them, this guy Kyle and his wife. Mm-hmm. So Kyle was there as well as guest of Chris and Mercedes and with his wife. And Kyle is a Secret Service agent. Ooh. Yeah. Is he hot? Oh, yeah. Super hot. Okay. okay? So anyway, um, they're there. And so I, they actually get there a little late with Mercedes. Mercedes Did you sit with them? No, because they were a little late. Okay. Um, I was by myself. And after the, after the event, there's a little like cocktail 
reception, you know, that we're at. Like, it's really short, small cocktail reception. And I was just talking to, like, people that I knew there, you know, like, Chris's assistant and stuff. And every single time I would see, and Kyle would be talking to, like, you know, Topher Grace. Mm-hmm. And I'd hear him, and he'd be like, man, let me tell you, this is the coolest thing I've ever been to in my entire life. And every single time I'd walk over and be like, um, just so you know, his day-to-day job is standing five feet from the president. <laughs> and to them, this was the coolest thing he'd ever been to in his entire life. And they'd be like, what? And be like, Joe, come on, man. Come on. I'd be like, he's all like, that's my job. And I'm like, five feet from the president? <laughs> and I would imagine has gone to some really crazy locations. That's why I told him. I go, It's not been... like he just sits in an office building next to the president. He like, oh, goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but I said, but I also told him, I said, Okay, even if that's boring, you you're witness to like very cool events. Like you get like when they're talk like when Obama's talking to Putin or whatever, he gets to like hear that and listen and you know what I'm saying, he's witnessing really cool shit. Yeah, and seeing like world celebrities. Yeah. Not like, just like Till for yeah. Grace. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> but like people who like make the world go round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, this happened at least two to three times. that's funny yeah it was ridiculous um so by the way i tried getting info out of him nothing gives me nothing i got no gossip i have no drama yeah well he's a secret service it's his job to be secret it's it's in the title yeah i'm no secret service (laughs) yeah i'm blabby service your gossip service yeah (laughs) you're exaggerate and tell the story to more people service yeah i'm uh (laughs) Listen to the story, promise not to tell anybody, then go on a podcast and tell everybody in a high-pitched voice that ends with a question service. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fun. I'm glad you had a good time doing that. I saw you posted a picture or two uh, that I saw somewhere, either on Instagram or Facebook. So I was glad you got to go. Thank you. Um, I have a an equally exciting story. It's not. That's That was a horrible segue. But um, I want you to tell me what you think. How do you think I reacted to this? You've been friends with me for over a decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you know each week we call one another and just catch up? Yeah. So Sometimes uh, more than once. My old roommate who no longer- And sometimes live on Pride 48. My roommate who no longer lives here. He moved to- uh, He moved. Um, he His name's Capiche. He showed up randomly on Friday- and was sitting in our backyard, and so when I got home and like what? was putting my stuff away, that I would be creeped out. Well, the backyard's really—it's like easy to just walk into, and there's like a table and like stuff out there. But what would you? How do you think I responded when he's like, "Let's hang out"? I'm at your—I'm in your backyard. I'd be like, "Sorry, I'm busy." But you, how? Oh, how would you respond? Yes, I think you would be like. You're strangely, you see, I think people have a, a bad perception, not bad, a wrong perception of you, and they think that you would be like super polite and take them out, but I would say you would actually be kind of almost rude. Yeah, because it's my space. Yeah. And I need a lot of preparation time, right? Yeah. I think you need to clean out your ass. When you, douche. <laughs> when you used to, when we used to live near each other, you wouldn't just like drop in. But you would call and be like, I'm down the street. What are you doing? And you would come in. But it was different because you, you and I would like sit on the couch and talk for an hour. Or you would play the piano and I would sit and do whatever. 
You cl- plug your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Um, but like with him, it was like he comes in and then he's like, let's go to dinner. Let's go have drinks. Let's go to the bar oh. and dance. Let's a- and I'm like. It's exhausting. Uh, I just wanted to like put a, a mud mask on and I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to watch like Dateline NBC. And yeah, like Dexter. I'm all about Dexter right now. I've been oh, watching a really? lot of it. Yeah. So they added all of it to Netflix. So I'm on season seven and there's only eight seasons. So it's getting really good. Um. So anyway, we, I kind of wanted to. I can't to go, wait till you finish it so you can ruin it for me. I wanted to go out on Friday night. So, oh, you did? Yeah. I was thinking that like when people got home, I was going to like suggest we go grab some drinks at the, the White Horse. So I thought, well, he's here. Why don't we go to dinner, catch up a little bit. And then we went, we actually had a really good time. So it kind of proves my whole, um, like the attitude that I normally would throw to this doesn't really make sense. Cause I had a great time. Um, so we, we went to the local bar. Wait, the but whole how's he doing it? Well, why was he in your backyard? Well, he lives on the other side of the bay and he was here for work. So he thought he would hang out to say, Hey, while he was on this side. So, but, but how come he's not doing it to the other roommates? Well, I was the first. I I came home. That's why it, oh. it, it was it was the other roommates too. It was all of us. But and this is a good plug for our Wednesday catching up that we do live on Pride Oh yeah. There was a really weird fight that was like super dramatic that I don't want to put on this show. I kind of don't want it to be recorded because it might be used in evidence for a murder trial. So <gasps> come Friday, I mean Wednesday, eight thirty p.m. Pacific. Joe and I record, and then we do After Dark where we don't record. You can only hear it if you're live on Pride48.com. So this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m., you should be there. And just so you know, uh, on the last After Dark, we interviewed your roommate, Oh, yeah, Mario. yeah, yeah. My roommate came on, and we talked to him. I almost and forgot about that. spilled secrets about Mike Lawson. And you have to thank me because oh, – never mind. I'll tell you that off the air. Okay. Uh, on after, after After Dark where it's just me and you talking to each other. About like the After human- Dark episode. Yeah, like normal <laughs> human beings. We're like, oh, why aren't we re-? – like now you and I don't talk unless it's being recorded. That's actually pretty much true. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Anything happening in L.A. you want to talk about? I'm sure you've heard about this, but let's have a real discussion about this. What the fuck is going on with this Justin Bieber? Yeah? He is losing his mind. Didn't they like find cocaine in his house? Yeah, and they but they were looking his... for eggs. They what were is... looking for eggs. Okay, so he he lives in this. I actually don't get why it's such a ritzy neighborhood, but is it's it's um it's a town called a city called Calabasas. But it's, I don't know why a lot of celebrities live there. It's so far. It would be like if they live. Okay, imagine they're based in L.A. It would be like them living in. I'm gonna really be honest here. Maybe like Seal Beach. Or like Long Beach, it's like that far. It's like equidistant, I would say. It's okay. really far. And so they live in Calabasas. Oh, Justin Bieber lives in Calabasas. And it's this like really ritzy private gated community. And I guess he must have some problem with this neighbor and in the middle of the night was like throwing eggs at the neighbor's house. Which have you seen the video the guy took of this? No. Okay. You don't really see anything. You just hear Justin Bieber yelling like, hey, asshole, and they throw in eggs. But, like, you can clearly hear that there's, like, a 13-, 14-year-old girl in the house, and she's, like, crying. Mm. I'm like, I wonder if, like, what hurt – like, that's, that's Justin Bieber's target audience is 13- to 14-year-old girls. 
Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, is she devastated that the guy that she, like, loves is, hates her dad and hates her? And I'm like, how embarrassing, like, if your dad is personally at war with Justin Bieber. <laughs> that would be if like, when I was 13, if my parents were personally at war with, like, Mario Lopez. Or, like, no, who did I love when I was 13 or 14? Like, who did I love when I was, like, 13 or 14 years old? I don't hmm. know. Charlie Chaplin, like I'm that old. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Phil Silvers. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's just an obscure, dumb joke. Okay, so she's horrified. He's throwing eggs at the house. So the guy files a police report, and the guy's claiming that there's twenty thousand dollars worth of damage because of just eggs. eggs. Well, because I and I, this does make sense. These people have very nice homes, like imported marble and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's ruining that. I don't know. I think that's a little bit inflated of an image. But here, even if it is, I think we are thinking of ourselves and going, $20,000? What the fuck? Like, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, Justin Bieber makes that in two hours. Sure. You know? Yeah, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that he should have to pay. It's not like he did. Oh, wait, you're defending Justin Bieber here? No, but I'm saying you shouldn't inflate it. Like, if... It's not two hours of my time. It's not that he did two hours of uh, his time worth of damage. He he did a dollar amount worth, and that's what he should have to pay. Yeah, well, I'm, they'll figure out what the dollar amount worth. I'm sure it is a lot of money. I don't know if it's $20,000, but sure. I, I'm sure it's a lot of money because those houses have nice shit in them. It costs yeah. more money. So this kind of is like, and correct me if I'm wrong, this term's being thrown around a lot. I, we might have talked about it on the show once already. I'm not sure, but have you heard of like affluenza? Um, now, I don't think it is affluenza because I think affluenza refers to – I guess it could be a form of it because isn't affluenza is that your parents are wealthy and you were raised not knowing the difference between right and wrong. Well, that's what the one guy used in court um, the, when he used the term affluenza. But I feel like it's just like you are wealthy and therefore you don't realize the consequences of what you're doing because you can always clear up a lot of the consequences with money. Well, I think Justin Bieber is a different case because I think with Bieber, what you have is since he's like 12 or 13 or however years old, and this is a really sad life. He's is, an adult, though. No, no, no. But hold on. But since then, he's he's only had people tell him yes. It's almost like that famous Twilight Zone episode with Bobby Mumy or whatever. Where he Remember where he's a kid that all the family's afraid yeah. of him? Mm-hmm. And, um, great like episode, that. by the way. It is a great... I think it might be episode number one, believe it or not. No, um, it's not. But I, I saw it live. Um, They did a reading of it. Here. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. It's good. Uh, yeah, it's a great episode. And um, so, so I think it's kind of like that. So, like, no one's ever told him... No, you know, that's sort of my role with Jose. Jose would probably be the same obnoxious jerk too. But like, I literally do like, no, you don't do that. No, what are you thinking? You know, like, and I think you need someone like that who's like, no, you know? And so he doesn't have that. And so I think this turned into this little insane monster. I really do think this with Justin Bieber, believe it or not. I really do think he's actually very similar to Cameron in that, um, I think he's almost like begging for someone to take control. I think these kids are like spiraling out of control and they need someone to take control. He needs to have like this usher who discovered him. That guy needs to step in and be his like daddy or something like that. Somebody who is like that he can't fire and that yeah. he kind of respects sure. has to like step in and take control here because this kid is destroying himself. And to be honest with you, 
I think he's peaked. I think we're seeing him on the downward spiral because uh, like a latest album he had didn't do as well. It still did fine, but didn't do as well. And then this documentary part two he made just completely tanked. Like yeah. like five people saw it. And didn't wasn't there like some spitting incident recently too, where he like spit in someone's face? Oh yeah, he's doing that shit. I think the same neighbor. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't know if it's the same. I, don't, I know there's a neighbor he's at war with, but like he's like yeah, spits in people's faces, and like now I just saw he's on on this slizerp. He's like addicted to slizerp. His friends are saying. Mm-hmm. And do you know about that? Yeah, we've talked about it before. I think. Yeah, because I think Lil Wayne was in yeah, a coma yeah. from it. So then there's that, and then. Um, I saw, so I guess the police confiscated his phone. And so TMZ saying there's probably some scandalous ass shit on that phone. Well, I think we're, I think we're days away from seeing, uh, the Bieber wiener. Yeah. I, I think that TMZ actually is reporting that the leaked photos are not really his. Oh, there's leaked, there's leaked photos. Yeah. But I think TMZ is saying that they're not real, but I could be wrong. Is it a little bit weird that there's an egging incident and then a judge grants a warrant for it? Doesn't that seem to get his phone? Well, the warrant, I don't think would necessarily be on the... It was to get his phone, to seize the oh, phone. Oh, the warrant was for the phone? Yeah, and so the police released a statement that they're only gonna they're only looking for egg-related things. Like, they're not looking for anything else on that phone. So we only see pictures of Bieber's balls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which he probably has, like, tiny little, like, robin's egg sized like balls um he's uh, he's an adult michael he's fair game okay i don't know the whole the whole story just sounds ridiculous on every uh, any way you cut it i feel like i don't know i don't know exactly why he has this feud with the neighbor but i feel like the neighbor not that the neighbor asked for this but like it's it's just weird. Give it up. Like everyone uh, needs to just grow up and move on. Even I the police and everything. Like it should. None of this should have happened. You're right. I think it's a little. I think he's a little baby. But it's in a weird kind of way. I feel sorry for him. And I'll tell you why. I think he's a little brat. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And someone needs to spank him. But, um, I I I do sort of admire that all the shit that he does is kind of just hijinks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like serious shit. He's not like gunning down people or like taking a gun to the airport or doing like Harry Connick Jr. or crazy ass shit, you know? Yeah. He's peeing in buckets and throwing eggs at people's houses. Yeah. He's being he's being a teenager. Yeah, so but, let's charge him for being a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. But and no I think that I, I don't know if he should be charged, but someone needs to fucking step in and I, I saw that the the district attorney was saying they might deport him back to Canada. <laughs> And where would this be if he was not Justin Bieber? Like, if it was Mike Lawson, age 19, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if... Someone would need to give you a spanking. Stop. Like, I think that the his name and the payday attached to it might also have something to do with all of this. I think. I don't know. You're right. And what's going on in the Bay Area? Um. Well, I hate to return to the story, but it's in the news again. So oh, no. What did to... Milk do? No. Bat Kid. Remember him? Oh, yeah. What about him? People are up in arms because of San Francisco. I know. Because they really shouldn't be. But people are pretty pissed. Uh, This philanthropist, some uh, guy named John Goldman and his wife, Marsha Goldman, have quietly, even though it's in every newspaper up here, have quietly handed (laughs) over $105,000 to the city of San Francisco to cover all of the city's costs that the Bat Kid Day uh, 
Incorrect. And that's very admirable. And even if they are leaking it to the press, they still deserve the credit. Yes. So they are very admirable, and they're saying stuff like, well, the Make-A-Wish Foundation was trying to raise uh, money to pay back the city, but we think that they shouldn't do such a thing. This was such a good deed. It was such an amazing event. So many people are happy, right? Okay. So why? So no. So, so wait. So it's done. It's taken care of. No, it's not. Because the city – people up <sighs> here are like, this sets a precedent. Um, any sick kid deserves for the whole city to be shut down and there's traffic and um, think of all of the people we could help with this kind of money. There are homeless people on the street that could benefit from this money, yada, yada, yada. So what no, are your thoughts no, on this? No, 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 they can't because the money was there to pay for Bat Kid. Sure. Does that make sense? They think so, that it's misplaced philanthropy, though. No, 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 no. Well, no. Here's the deal with philanthropy. He gets to spend it on whatever he wants to spend it on. If he wants to give $105,000 to let's save the condoms.org, then he gets to do that. That's his money. Sure. Let's spread AIDS.org. Yeah, yeah. If he wants to um, uh, start a fund where he gives AIDS to babies before they abort them, he can <laughs> set aside money for that. It's sure. his fucking money, and he can do whatever he likes with that. If Bill Gates wants to give money to stop malaria, God bless him, stop malaria. Yeah. Ugh. I think Don't. it's kind of interesting. Like, I feel like when you break it down, like, they, the argument they're making is, like, one kid is happy. But this story, I think, is bigger. So, like, I mean, you and I have talked about it a lot. It's national news. So, like, thousands of people are also, like, getting their hearts warmed, right? The mm -hmm. city is happy because it's great PR for the city. Make-A-Wish is happy because everyone's talking about the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then this private citizen feels like he helped somebody and he took care of the city's bill and they're happy. So San Francisco's response is to complain about it. I don't know. It's weird to me. I, I is, is, it, is it a lot of people or just like one person? No, it's – I mean it's in the news. Like news stories are talking – any news story about the philanthropy is also talking about how the money could be spent elsewhere. Um, <sighs> it's kind of like the counter. I guess – is that fair journalism? That um, fair and balanced? That your every news story is also well, taking no, up. Well, no, but you know, I've read um, articles about the media and stuff on this, and about how fair and balanced doesn't necessarily. If, in other words, what's going on with the media right now in the news? There's this like weird thing where they try and do the fair and balanced. So, but like, let's say for instance, there's you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the people agree with something the news will still try and find one person who's pissed you sure. know the 0.01 percent well, and um and that, i think that, that's, that that's fair though that's fair if there's somebody out there if i'm writing a news story and there's somebody out there with a counterpoint to what i'm writing i need to cover that but oftentimes i think the problem is when you have um something like the who are the guys that picket funerals or whatever Oh, uh, Westboro Baptist. Sure. So you're covering the funeral, and then you have to also mention that they're there. But when it's 1% of the population that's against whatever, you don't give them 50% of Yeah, I think that's – you know what? I think you're right. I think that's what they're saying. I think what they're saying is they give equal weight to uh, a very, 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 very small minority. And that's deceiving, right? Yeah. What What's happening in L.A.? Well, there's this gigantic fire – called yeah. the Cory Fire. It's actually very close to my parents' house. What I kind of like about it, and it's going to sound really mean, is that it's close enough to my parents' house where we have, like, the delicious smell of people's dreams. <laughs> 
I love the way houses smell when they're on fire. Yeah, they do really. <laughs> do, do you know this story, actually? One time, Shannon and I, when I was staying in Malibu, we were on the balcony, right? Okay. And it was like a nice, it was really nice sunset. This is years ago. It was like a really nice sunset. And um, there was this like wafting smoke in the air. You know, like, oh, what a, del- oh, that smells so good. Like someone's burning a campfire, toasting marshmallows and whatnot. And in the morning I found out it was like a 98-year-old woman's house, like a mile away, burned down. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so, horrible. I know, but we were like, we felt badly. But it's so the same it's thing near here. Your, your parents' house. It's close to my parents' house. And we, you can totally see it and everything. My high school is near your parents' house. And, yeah. Um, I don't know, five or six years ago, there was a really bad fire up in that area. Like, oh, yeah? Hop the 57. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, are they, is so, anything, are they, like, in danger at all? No. Oh. No. Um, but they arrested three men for causing the fire. Now, a couple of things. Well, let me tell you. It was three guys that had started a campfire with paper, and then somehow the paper blew away, and then that burning paper started the fire. I have a couple of questions. How the fuck do they figure that shit out? Well, did they arrest them and then that's what they told them? Oh, maybe. Okay. But then how would they find out who these three guys were? Um, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't really understand how they I figure out fire stuff. I never understand that stuff. I They're never like, understand it started that. with this wire right here. Yeah, and they the always house. know. Yeah. You know? And then, um, so they started a campfire. But also, why are these guys under arrest? Did they illegally start the campfire? I, mean, I don't know. Possibly. Sometimes you just do shit by accident. Yeah. Like, Whoops, sorry. But maybe it was in a place where you're not supposed to have fires. They, maybe. They, have they look like people who would start fires. If you see the pictures of them, they look <laughs> who, who would like, like, whoa, we just started a fire with paper. Well, you know? we're in a drought, right? There's a drought happening yeah, in Yeah, a drought. It's going to be annoying. So- <laughs> We're um, already starting that whole, if it's yellow, let it mellow shit. I'm like, oh, no. Um, San Francisco, this is confirmed. There was a study just put out that San Francisco is one of the, do you want to fill in the blank? God, most <laughs> annoying places on earth. San Francisco, San Franciscans, I guess, are some of the trimmest and slimmest people in the nation. It was well, they're released. so they're burning all these calories, bitching and moaning. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But also, I think San Francisco has like a really steep landscape, so people are <sighs> walking up and down hills all the time. Yeah, trust me, that's exhausting. I should be trim. Uh, <laughs> but not just that. There's also like wonderful temperatures, so we have like people doing outdoor activities year round. So that that helps too. But my favorite part of this whole story, I got this from the SF Weekly. Um, and they kind of talk about like the accessibility of health food and they talk about like how this number was calculated, blah, 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 science, all of this. And there's one comment on the story (laughs) and the comment says, I want a nut on your face. (laughs) Okay. I love comments on things. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, so that's it. We're healthy people up here. Um, I just need to join them. And do you think you're included in this? No, uh-uh. Uh, but I think that it's kind of like I am an unhealthy person here, but if I were to go Mike, to, Mike, you're like, not unhealthy. No, no, no. But I, I mean, for San Francisco, I'm unhealthy for, I don't know, probably like 
Oklahoma, middle of Oklahoma, I am. I would oh, be on the healthier Oklahoma, side. Middle of you're like they're worried about you. I would be like a a fitness guru in the middle of Oklahoma. Or like Minnesota, Minnesota, you would be like a men's health cover model. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think of this? Do you feel? I don't know where L.A. lands on it. They don't say. Oh, L.A. gross. I mean, there's a small percentage that's probably like you know, like with a, a percentage uh, uh, that's very healthy and like actory and like modelly. But then we have a big like me included, me and all my um, me primos. We uh, bring the the whole thing down. The problem is that L.A. is so large with so many like different types of neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So it's just probably brings the averages all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, L.A. is not as conducive to walking. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, just from here to Phoenix, like, the differences of just walking around and sitting at a bus stop, it feels like here everyone does it and it's so normal. When you do it in Phoenix, if you walk just down the street to, like, the store, it's weird because nobody else is on the street walking. So I always Mm -hmm. felt so weird walking anywhere. Hmm. Yeah. What else in L.A.? That's it. That's all I got. Oh, what do you got going on next week? Next week, I have... I'm supposed to go with our friend Trevor to the Magic Castle. Oh, cool. I'm not feeling very good, though, so I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> Is it going to be, like, Wednesday? What day were you going to go? It's tomorrow, Monday. Tomorrow. I'm not I might feeling be really good tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> I'm not going to be feeling good. I might have to I might have to stay in and watch Sherlock on Apple TV. You're gonna cancel on him? The BBC I Sherlock? I wanna yeah. I'm gonna start watching it. It premieres tonight, the new season. Okay. It's easy I to catch watched, up on. Uh, yeah, because they're like not very many episodes, but they're long, right? It's like movies. Yeah. Okay. Um okay. There's that. Then uh I it's my niece's birthday on Tuesday, so we're gonna do a little thing for that. And then I'm also gonna go see um which I think I talked about this on one of the early episodes of Catching Up. because uh, we're we're coming up on the one year anniversary, Mike Lawson. Whoa. Um uh Dina Martina, the the um I'm going with Richard and Melissa McQueen and Richard's friend. Um if you don't know who Richard is, I have this uh Richard is this cousin i have he's a week younger than i am and he's gay and we're gonna go see dina martina next week as well okay uh that sounds exciting what about you mike lawson i'm going to be well i'm gonna start biking to work and standing at work all day see this is like a new year new me Mm -hmm. all of this i don't work on monday so i'm gonna just lounge around i've been doing like some consulting work which we'll talk about at some point um, UCSF and then some other, I have two like side gigs, so I'm going to be catching up on stuff, but, uh, HBO has mm-hmm. this new show called Looking, which starts tonight. Oh, uh, so, I remember that when it was called Queer's Folk. So I'm going to kind of, uh, watch that with the boys and see how that works out. It, might it be- takes place in San Francisco, doesn't it? Or- it does. Yeah. They even did some filming here. So, oh, okay. um, that's, that could be exciting. It's HBO Looking. Um, that might become a regular thing if we like it. And then tonight I'm going to a museum to see the David Hockney, uh, exhibit. So what time is that at? Um, well, Rod Kyle is taking a a class at the community college in the city. So, uh, I'm going to meet him after his class and then go from there. 
I don't know why I asked that. Um, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, what do I care what time it's at? <laughs> I was like, why did I ask what time it was at? Oh, what time? Maybe I'll meet you guys. Maybe I'll drive up and meet you. Twelve one two. You wouldn't make it. Mm. Um, wouldn't it be funny if I did though? Yeah. Like, hi. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Joe, it was nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510 239 7798. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, um, 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 um